0: Yeah, so again an invitation to do nothing. I and mean, The practice of just sitting. And uh, initially uh, it might be helpful to have a bit of an entry protocol into this practice, meaning like some some process, and I will talk about that at another evening. But uh, So if we now settle in non-meditation and your mind does some breathing meditation or you have a bit of a habit of what is happening uh, in you uh, when you start to meditate, so that's fine, you just allow that to happen. And then uh, the practice is a practice of not practicing. So meaning and it's uh, it, it probably takes some time to explore what does it mean to genuinely don't do anything to genuinely not not adding to what is happening genuinely not take trying to take away anything. Nevertheless to have the presence also for those urges when they arise. So if your mind out of habit goes to the breath and lingers there, that's beautiful. You just just allow that to happen. But then if your attention goes somewhere else, you allow that to happen as well. And your attention might Linger, or it might kind of go quite quickly around. Or it might relax into an open, choiceless awareness where the whole field of your experience is your meditation object. And all that is fine, as long as you don't try to make it happen, as long as you don't try to do it. Still, if that doing happens, you're just present to it. So if you are tired, you are just present to it. If you are restless, you are just present to it. If you are peaceful, then you are just present to it. No preferences. It's, a, it's, a, it's an exploration how deep your yes can be in this moment. And then you rest. You allow yourself to rest in the midst of your experience as it is, where the senses are all open. And that presence is effortless. It is that which effortlessly right now hears these words. It's that mysterious capacity. When I say these words, they are known there. That capacity, effortlessly, and you rest in that. And you can close your eyes, you can leave your eyes open. You can move a little. We sit relatively still in the practice of non-meditation. But it can be on a chair, it can be lying down on the sofa, it can be anywhere. Waiting somewhere, sitting in the bus, uh, being in the office, having ten minutes of doing nothing. So the practice of non-meditation is not attached to certain outer forms or certain rituals. It's a experience that you... It's not that you are meditating, that you are being meditated. And it might be a bit easier to connect with what I'm pointing to here when we are sitting together as we do now. And sitting together not in any place, but in a place of practice, a blessed place. you can't do it wrong, and you can't do it right. It is what is happening. And everything happens by itself. Thoughts come, and feelings come, sensations, sounds. This moment is already what it is. And you're just doing what you're doing. If you feel anxious, if you feel peaceful, if you feel bored, it doesn't matter. No picking, no choosing. Just this. Just here. Not knowing where here is. Not knowing who is here. Just hereness. So it's a receptive state, you you receive your breath, the sounds, the sensations, feelings and thoughts. And then, when you become aware of a contraction to fix, to get something, or to get rid of something, letting go happens, a relaxation happens. It's like a fist opening in your body, in your mind. Could you allow yourself to find a place of rest in the midst of your experience, just rest? that go off the need to feel good. Allow everything to flow where it wants to flow in your body and around you. And allow your attention to go where it wants to go. Just be present, just be aware. And that is happening by itself. You are present, you are aware. It's not something you need to do, it's happening. So, if this made you curious, then my invitation is to explore this in your own practice. Uh, There's also guided natural meditation or non-meditations on YouTube by different teachers. So, everyone talks about this or shares this in a different way and maybe you'll find something which resonates with you. If you have a a daily meditation practice which is a bit more structured or where there's a bit more the doing aspect in it, that's beautiful, it's wonderful. But you might want to add, either in the beginning or the end, a practice of just sitting, just being. If you have a breathing meditation, for example, it's beautiful after uh, a practice of breathing or yoga uh, to just sit in the aftermath of that meditation and just enjoy what is happening for you, to take the time, do your yoga and not immediately get up, but to sit down and just sit in the aftermath without doing anything, without... uh, Manipulating your experience, just enjoying what is happening. And you can do it in a kind of, you know, if you are supported by some kind of discipline, you can just make it like a daily practice, which you do every day at a certain point. But uh, even more joyful, probably, and powerful is uh, to allow it to arise in, in your daily life. Yeah. Uh, wherever you are, whatever you do, there's always some space for doing nothing. Yeah? Uh, it's just that we need to uh, value it, and it's difficult in our times to value not being productive, not even being spiritually productive. Yeah. Uh, To enjoy, to just utterly waste time for nothing. No entertainment, no self-improvement, no other project than the one of doing nothing. And then developing a patience and tolerance with the frantic doer or wanting to know within within us within you initially it it can feel very awkward almost scary what no mantras no this no that no prostration no no nothing no no holy reflection no no getting more concentrated and focused so that I can be, become more productive and beautiful in my life? Nothing of that? Yeah, nothing of that. And then slowly, slowly, if you grow into it, the boundary between non-meditation and your, and your life will completely disappear. And you will come to that place where you genuinely, from your heart, if someone says to you, "Uh, so how long do you meditate every day? You can't say. What does it mean to meditate? You can't say because you don't keep track and there's not much to say of, you know, you can it's it's not something to to show off with oh that would be wonderful if we could show off with doing nothing i mean if we could show off with being useless Yeah, and then we will play with different instructions while we go along. And what I also then want to do is, and I did it already in the first meditation, first meditation was a bit of a mixture between natural meditation and inquiry. Yeah. So inquiry here means that we are... Uh, we, uh, introduce into the practice of meditation certain questions. And um, this is what I'm going to explore with you in the coming evenings. So what are the inquiry questions and how to ask them and and what to do after you ask them? So one of the inquiry questions, for example, I asked... uh, in the meditation before, I think, I don't really remember, but I think I asked, for example, is stillness here? So that that is an inquiry question. So it, it is a bit of a doing, it is posing that question, but not to the conceptual mind. It is an invitation, the inquiry question is an invitation to look. So it's a bit of manipulation. It's a bit of, yeah. So that's it's it's the it's the, the vipassana aspect of practice, the insight meditation. And one of the most uh, potent inquiry question uh, I also ask in the beginning, and that is, who am I? or what is aware. And these are questions which which are not they, they are not asking for an answer. They are, they are questions which point to unbound unbound boundless awareness, unconditioned awareness. Questions which point, invite you into a taste of your true nature, which is undescribable and ungraspable. So it's not a question which is supposed to bring you into the head, it is a question which is supposed to help you to inhabit the space which receives the question, to inhabit, to embody to be the space which receives the question. So maybe there's a a question. If you online want to ask a question, uh, you can write it down on the chat and Daniel will read it to me. So any doubts, comments, Yes
1: um, During this meditation, uh, I tried not to conceptualize anything but um, during other guidances or texts that I've read, uh, I've been told uh, that uh, it was a good idea to like, envision the say of the Buddha, uh, maybe not in a conceptual way. Mm. That's not how I have to mm. understand it, but but more kind of like the feeling of it. Or mm. But that's right in this meditation. That was kind of a complex to me because that would that, that would mean that I was uh, had to like make my mind go somewhere to try to find some emotion, some feeling. Or, is that a question
0: <laughs> yeah it is a question i don't understand it but you yeah, know no, <laughs> no I, I think i get what you're what you're talking about yeah so that's that's exactly like this differentiation we can make with meditation where we a- apply a technique where we do something for example the visualization and and that's the it's it's a precious it's a precious practice which uh, might benefit you or you might like it yeah and you feel drawn to it uh, but that's not it's a technique it's a technique yes what can happen in natural meditation is that these images that these visions appear like if you have spent uh, years of visualizing Avalokiteshvara and you have a tantric practice uh, uh, relating to Avalokiteshvara hmm. then if you do do the practice of non-meditation it could be that just out of habit that that's what is happening but that's not the intention in the practice yeah. hmm. and we are uh, so we are Uh, No, we are drawn to different kinds of practice. And you will know, so you will know if this invitation now for non-meditation, for effortless meditation speaks to you, you become curious or something in you is curious, you will know that. And you will also know if you think it's complete crap. I'm not wasting my time with just sitting. What's the difference between this and just spacing out? Is this not even meditation? So then, yeah, you're very welcome to, uh, um, to benefit from, from other approaches to meditation. Yeah? And uh, the next few months, it will be a mixture between some techniques and the practice of non-meditation. Uh, but you can also still come with your breathing meditation or with your visualization technique or with your mantra or something, you're not doing something wrong in the practice of non-meditation, if you say a mantra. Yes? Um,
1: Describing the non-meditation, you use this image of a contraction and then kind of opening up or and a, a relax- relaxation. Um, would it also be a non-meditation if instead of type, taking a step back, we actually move closer? Let's say I have a lot of energy in my body, I can either orient myself towards the space it, it's happening in, mm. or I can get go really close and see that it's just mm. vibration, mm. Would, would that be non-meditation or is it more of
0: a... That would be more introducing a light practice of inquiry into the yeah. practice, which, of course, we want to do at one point. Okay. Because uh, as with any kind of stabilizing and settling meditation, uh, be it like a focus meditation, shamatha practice, also the practice of non-meditation, it doesn't have the potential, it doesn't have the capacity for liberation. We need to bring inquiry and the settled mind together. And uh, if you have done inquiry before, what might happen in the practice of non-meditation that 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 kind of inquiry is installed, so it just arises. It's not something you do. It's not like you're sitting down with the intention to do a self-inquiry, but you allow natural koans to arise. Koans that's, that's like, yeah, yeah, it's like koans like, what is this? What the fuck is this? Yeah. And it, it was not something you brought into the meditation before, like as a list of questions or something. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm thinking about thoughts. Yeah. And I'm thinking about thoughts, and I'm not sure if I understand the difference because I think I've heard like some time ago, you tell about, like, uh, if you're thinking, you can think thinking and then come back. That's the technique. Right. Mm. So then I'm, I'm like, it's, it's not doing it wrong if we sit here and just really think, think a thought all the way through for 30 minutes. I don't really understand that. Do you know what I mean? Uh, what so you just repeat the question, ah, okay. yeah, it's uh, about thoughts and uh, how to relate to thoughts. And I have taught a previous a method of labeling thoughts as thinking. Yeah? Uh, so your question is if you're sitting here and think, is that non-meditation? It is. What is it? What you don't understand?
1: Like, how is that not wrong? If
0: how could it be wrong that you think? It's what you do. It's what mind does. Well,
1: what is the difference then? Of the just, you know, some guy out there, he's doing it, and he doesn't even know. But... Yeah, probably. Okay. Probably. So
0: now. <laughs> That's just the thought. so in in non-meditation the difference is that you are present to it that you are aware that you don't make a problem out of it and strangely what happens I mean of course it, you, you you have a certain definition of what meditation is and what is not meditation. Yeah, so the the practice of non-meditation really extends the the meaning of the word meditation. And strangely, the experience of people is that uh, for not for everyone, but for many people, it's easier for the mind to settle to quieten down if you allow thoughts just to be instead of trying to control them or label them or try not to think the thoughts no that is putting more mud into the glass of water and disturbing it even more so the experience for 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 people particular for people for who for some time try to control thoughts, who are less. who have this idea that meditation means not to think, for them, getting this in- instruction suddenly quietens the mind. Because when you become aware of your thoughts, you start to see that they are nothing. that there is actually nothing you can let go of. How can you let go of something you don't have? Trying to let go of thought, but it's already gone, the thought. The thought you want, you want to let go of is already gone in the moment when you want to get let, let go of it. So there is a difference between being lost in thought and being identified with thought and being present to thought. And then, as I said, we are going to add then inquiry. And here, in the relationship to thoughts, one inquiry question could be, the the next thought you're going to have, where does it come from? The next thought you're going to have, where does it come from? And you are like a mouse, a a, a cat in front of a mouse hole and you're waiting for the mouse to appear. So the next thought you're going to have, where will it come from? Look there. That is obviously not the practice of non-meditation, it is an inquiry meditation. But this move of kind of straight looking at thoughts and seeing their insubstantial nature becomes an automism slowly if you do it a lot. So it starts to appear in non meditation. Without you thinking that thought or where does my next thought come from, it just is the way you are present. Mm-hmm. Question. Yeah, is that uh, mm-hmm. uh, superficially uh, pacifying your confusion? <laughs> it's a little, a little step. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking. I remember
1: a book by where he um, suggested uh, meditation, while you could do everyday things like uh, mm. uh, just walking or, or mm. dishwashing, and I think he called it, uh, you know, just being present with what you what you do. Mm. Is 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 that what you call
0: that meditation? It's not. At least not in the way Thich Nhat is teaching it, because he is talking about focusing on it. Okay. it he's not talking about just doing it. Yeah? So it's like, be aware of the movement, be aware of the water in at your hands, and bringing your attention back, and, and, uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, and disconnecting from thoughts. Okay. Yeah? So this is much more simple. Yeah. But still, of course, it's a valuable practice. Yeah. I'm is, not, I mean, yeah, I, sure. I, when I do my dishes, I yeah. always, you
1: know, yeah. sort of think, okay, I, mm-hmm. instead of just being annoyed about it, I think, okay, let's. meditate. Yeah.
0: On this. So it is. Uh, it, this kind of practice could be, uh, could be an entry into into non non meditation. No preferences. In this practice, you prefer to be focused on what you're doing, and everything else is distraction or is not the right thing to do it. So, in this practice, in this practice, there is a right thing to do it, a, a, a right way to do it. Yes. Yeah,
1: <clears throat> I have this um, kind of a bodily reaction to stillness or mm. to uh, to those moments of, of like awareness of awareness, mm. and I'm not I'm not really like big on chakras necessarily or like exactly where they're located, but mm. it's like it's always in the same area, like in the lower mm. neck, like seat area. It's it's not yeah. like one point; it's more like a dispersed kind of. Web mm. feeling mm. that, but it's it's like it rea- responds to yeah. stillness. It, it's a bit related to the feeling that you can have when you exhale, and before you feel the need to inhale, mm. and, and that kind of stillness that that's mm. also there, um, which is just really particular because it, it's it's always the same and it's been like that for for years. Mm. And I don't know if that uh, that resonates with anything.
0: Sure. Mm. Is it uh, is it uh, unpleasant? No, 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 not at all. Mm.
1: No, but it it feels like yeah, slightly alien sometimes.
0: Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. And what is your relationship with it? Uh, uh, have you tried different ways to relate to it or?
1: Mm. Not, uh, I mean, I can trust that it will. It, it's kind of an indicator also of, 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 of whether that, that right. awareness of
0: awareness is happening. Yeah, yeah. I, you could see it like that because yeah. that makes sense that is through, through, through that relaxation, which happens through awareness of awareness, that some energies in the body which uh, need some more space or movement uh, start to. Emerge, yeah. and uh, it can be sometimes quite uh, uh, quite uh, uh, strong, yeah. Um, and it is connected if it comes from the lower part with the kundalini energy, yeah? right. and that doesn't need to be very dramatic. It can be a, a kind of a subtle movement. Yeah, I think it's it's fine if you see it as a as a kind of symptom. It could be also interesting to uh, make it uh, in some sessions the primary meditation object, and uh, and yeah, so bring it into the into the foreground of your experience, and and really looking at it, and then even step into it. Yeah. Uh, so it could be. Uh, it could be something uh, so you you would let go of the awareness of awareness or whatever is happening and then you bring your curiosity to to this movement of energy and see what happens yeah. and then you can return to the self-inquiry practice by then after some time ask the question oh what is aware of this yeah Mm. Yes? Um, if you always accept that everything is the way it is, then how will you have any motivation to change anything in your life? If it's always like mm. the way it is? Mm. <coughs> um, this has to do with the trust that there is a goodness in you, which has nothing to do with the stories of I need to help, what can I do, I need to do something, I need to help this person, I need to help that person. That there is a, and, and A lot of these movements are based on some neurotic stuff and fear and dissatisfaction and things like that. Uh, or it has to do often with I should. I should do this. I should go for work. So here, in the practice of uh, starting to experience us as limitless consciousness, we trust that in us is a creative goodness, which has nothing to do with agenda, which has nothing to do with thoughts, which has a natural intelligence in any moment in your life, every day, to do what is most beneficial for others. So you do a lot, maybe much more, than you would be able to do with all the fears and doubts and agendas and disappointments that the things don't work the way you you want them to work. So the motivation, that which makes you act in the world and relate to other people, is another place. So it is not acceptance here or saying yes, it's not saying yes to injustice. It's saying yes to the, all the feelings you have. It's saying yes to, the, to, to this moment. And everything else, you know, to try to say no to this moment is insane. Because you feel what you feel and you think what you think. And the people around you, they do what they do. To say no to that is insane. But to say yes to it actually unlocks our power to make a contribution. A contribution that doesn't come from our reactive self but from the goodness in our heart. But it takes time to trust that. Now, Some people, when they relax into allowing, they, they might get the fear of, yeah, but, but why should I go to work? How about going to work for the benefit of all? How, how, how about going, going to work as, a, as your expression of service? Naturally, effortlessly, not because you want to be a good person or you want to be seen as a good person, it's just because this is the right thing to do and something in you knows.